0: In to be saved, there is only one way, and that is for one man like Ezekiel to step out in the midst of that valley and preach the
1: only message God has promised to
0: bless, and that is the gospel of Jesus
1: Christ. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, <clears throat> to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. How's it going, everybody? Uh, my name is Neil Grouden, and to my left here, I have Evan Westfall. And um, we're going to be talking today, we're starting a new series and we're really excited about, um, called Is It a Sin? And we're just going to pick, um, we're just going to be picking a bunch of different topics and talking about them. I'll, I'll give you guys a list right now of things that we're talk- or thinking about doing an episode on. Uh, Today's episode is on using um, God's name in vain, or saying OMG, uh, and crude joking. That's what we're going to be talking about today. And then these are just some ideas. We'll see what we're going to do later on down the road. But first we have sexual immorality, worldly music, judging others, drinking, dating, abortion, cheating in classes, Bethel and Hillsong music, anger, immodest dress, social media, worldly movies, complaining, tattoos not attending church and homosexuality that's a big list of things that we're gonna think about and pray about and see if we're gonna give an episode on those those are just some ideas but um we really just want to point out things that our world has slowly been twisting and saying that these things are no longer sins because blank fill in the blank because uh obviously that you can have an abortion because it's what the government says right so Throw God's law out the window, you know, but that's not that's not right. So, not not everything on the list is a sin. Yeah, we're, we're those are it well, we're those saying are
0: things that are that we're gonna
1: that are debated as being a sin. Just yeah, to be clear. and yeah, the, we're not saying everything that I just read is a sin. We're saying is it a sin? We're gonna we're gonna do it. Uh, we're gonna talk about it. So today, O M G, that's what we're gonna be talking about. And crude joking. Um, in and amongst in and amongst the christian community um because i know that we've definitely heard it a lot and um we just want to talk about what that what that means exactly so uh, to preface it um we want to start with what what god has to say um what he gave to us in the ten commandments um exodus chapter 20 verse 7 says you shall not take the name of the lord your god in vain but the Lord will not hold him guiltless. who takes his name in vain. So um, you have anything to start out with?
0: No. Nope,
1: All right. So just think about this, you guys. That's what that's what God has to say. God says, like, don't use his name in vain. And what does that mean in vain? Right. That means like using it as a cuss word. Uh, I know Ray Comfort always says you wouldn't use your mother's name as a cuss word, so why do you use your Creator's name as a cuss word? Yeah, he always says as a filth word to express disgust. Yeah. So when yeah. something happens and you yell "OMG" or you type in your text "OMG," <laughs> it's kind of a funny story. But I every time I try to text now, I I type "OMGosh" <laughs> because I, it's it's that important. You know, we can't use the Lord's name in vain, and. Yeah. um I've seen people, I've seen many people that are close to me even, say that before out of just just habit, you know? And it's something that we're trying to open your eyes to right now, that like saying that is using the Lord's name in vain. Um, Yeah, so I was reading um,
0: in Ezekiel yesterday, and um, God is judging first Israel. And then all these other nations. Um, and as he as all this is happening, he kind of repeats this thing. Um, if you will not listen to me, but my holy oh wait, sorry, let's restart. But my holy name you shall no longer profane with your gifts and idols. That's 2039, Ezekiel 36, 20. They profane my holy name. Um and that people said of them, these are the pre- these are the people of the Lord, and yet they had to go out of this land. So, God God is saying, like, his whole the whole reason that he's just decimating first Israel and then all these other nations in judgment, he keeps saying that it's for the sake of his holy name, and I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned, in my, and my holy name I will make known in the midst of my people. And I will be jealous for my holy name. Israel shall no more defile my holy name, like over and over and over. And in Ezekiel, it's not, a, they're not like saying OMG. That's not really what's happening. But my point is look at how much emphasis, like, look at how much God cares for his name, that his name be honored. Mm-hmm. You know, and Jesus said, Hallowed be thy name. You know, so it's, it's a really, really big
1: deal. To yeah. Hear. Hallowed just means to like be holy. Like, it is holy, you know, it, we, we, don't, we don't mess with God's name. We can't. It's, it's so wicked for us to, to mess with God's name in any way. And I think this all ties back to having reverence for God, number one. I mean, we, we talk about God like he's just some fella who's out there, you know, some, some jolly little fella who loves us a lot, you know, but he's the king of this world, the Lord of this world, the creator of you and me and when we when we talk bad about god or we use his name in vain i mean like like Ray comfort said you wouldn't even use your mother's name in vain you wouldn't say ah blank fill in the blank every time that something bad happens to you stub your toe and you're like ah my mom's name but we say omg all the time like it, it replaces you know vulgar filth words you know, yeah,
0: like the s word for poop. Like think <laughs> yep. about like think about the dishonor that you're placing upon the name that deserves infinite honor and respect and reverence. Yeah. And you're you're literally putting it below every single human name and trampling on it and
1: disgracing it. I mean that that's a that's a fearful thing to do. Yeah. And something else I want to point out that's kind of funny to me that I actually heard somebody say, I don't remember who it was, but a while ago, I remember somebody saying, if, the, if there's evidence that there is one true God, it is the fact that every single person, every single person uses Yahweh's name in vain or Jesus's name in vain. Nobody says, ah, Buddha. Nobody says that because he's not God. People say the words Jesus Christ in vain, or say, OMG, in vain. And that is all based out of Christian roots. It's all based out of Christ and using his name in vain. And people have... I mean, think about how many times you hear people say that. Just mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis, you know. Nobody says, like, ah, Buddha. You oh, know. Allah. Yeah. Ah, Allah. Yeah. in the Middle
0: East, maybe. No, yeah. you say,
1: but but uh, there's, that's just not yeah. heard of here.
0: And, like... Um, it, it also demonstrates that we hate God. Like, yeah, you know they. That, that's what the Bible says. It says that we're enemies of God. Yeah, you know we're rebels against God. We hate God. You know, you we're not indifferent towards God. People like to think they are, but in reality, when you look at their lives and the way they act, and the way we all have acted, um, and even the way we act currently, you see hatred of God. By God's grace, we've been reconciled to Him, but still, you know, in our flesh when we sin, what we're demonstrating is rebellion still against our Creator, and that's just really shown clearly in that everyone, everywhere, when, when they want to say a filth word to express how angry they are about something, they want a word to trample down in anger they use the name that the Bible says is above every name. And at that name, every knee should bow, the name of Jesus Christ. That's the name they use to yeah. say, you know, this is stupid. This
1: sucks. I'm angry. This is dumb. This is ridiculous. You know? Yeah, exactly. And it's become a habit by so many. I, I remember it's, Evan actually, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but Evan was the first person to invite me to church. He invited me to church my sophomore year. And I remember... I used to say OMG all the time. And he, like, we were at his house and we were upstairs in his attic. And he said to me, he's like, Hey, Neil, uh, just so you know, like, saying OMG is kind of like a no no with my church. And I remember, like, I'd never been, I'd been to church a couple of times before with my grandparents. But I just remember when Evan said that to me, I was like, That's strange. Why, why is that? You know, I didn't know. I didn't ask him that. But I didn't know why. You know, and the reason why is just like Evan said, like, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is lord he is the name above every names and, and we and we take that for granted and we just spit on it every single day out of habit even though i never knew that it still became a habit of mine just to spit in god's face by trampling on his name and so it's it's really interesting to see how much like god has changed me in that aspect you know just from that first day that i ever went to church with Evan to where I am now like the the reverence there you know I'm not bragging about my reverence for God I'm just saying that reverence for God is I think the most important thing that that we're missing out on right now um, when it comes to using God's name in vain Um, and you know I I, I really just think that we as a culture kinda are loose with our with our mouth. You know, we don't have a filter. You can kind of just spout out whatever, whenever. Um, it's really dangerous. Oh. Um, I wanted to I wanted to read to you guys um a passage of scripture. Um it's in James chapter three. And then we're also I told you guys we we're gonna be talking about um uh crude joking, but I wanna read this to you guys first because this is
0: weird. read exodus
1: yeah okay yeah um uh in james chapter three okay this is specifically talking about preachers or not preachers but it says not many of you should become teachers by uh, my brothers for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness so this, this is specifically talking about preachers and teachers and people who are using god's word to convey something however uh, I think there's some very, very, very good application that comes from this to every Christian. And uh, it's starting in uh, James chapter 3, verse 6. It says this And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature can be tamed. Bear olives or a grapevine produce figs. Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. That passage is it's it's talking about us, our, our tongue, our language, the way that we speak. He's not using not using kind language there. Like, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. And it says the same. With it, we bless our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. Both things. Like, we have to be very, very watchful to, with how we speak. To others, number one. About God, number two. Well, about God, number one. About others, number two. You know, we, like, I mean, look at the greatest commandment. You know, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then love your neighbor as yourself. And when we apply that to this, when we we apply this to how we walk those out, we love God by not taking his name in vain, but by lifting it up, exalting it. Make Christ's name exalted and not trampled underfoot. Um, I think that's just something that we really need to consider today in the church. I mean, just seen so much of it. And I mean, I'm just as guilty. I used to be. I used to say it all the time, so you have anything else to say? No. Nope. Okay. Um, next we want to talk about crude jokes. This kind of goes in with the same thing. And um Evan and I both have a past of crude jokes, and so we wanted to kinda of talk about it because I just we had a we had a good friend of ours, um, named Sam, uh who kinda kinda put us in our place with this stuff. Um but I want to read to you first um, uh, Ephesians. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4. Sorry, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Um, it says this Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. So let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth. No corrupting talk. What does that include? Gossip, slander. Hmm? You actually read the rest Okay, of I'll read the rest yeah, of this. Sorry, and do not me, grieve you. the holy spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Where does it say, crude joking? It's It's right here. Um, And then in Ephesians 5, verse 4, it says, well, it's talking about, and this part is primarily talking about sexual immorality, but I'm just going to read you guys the passage. It says, But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not be named among you, as it is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, sorry, filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving, for you may be sure of this, that everyone who is, a, who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not become partners with them, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. So both of those passages are very, 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 very clear. Have no part with the wicked man. No corrupting talk, no filthiness, foolish talk, crude joking, none of that. I, I think it stems from the,
0: the severity and weightiness of sexual immorality, which we'll probably talk about in the coming episode. But, um, like, if you think about the, the severity, and the wickedness of, say, prostitution, and then you make some joke about a prostitute, you know, like, you're making light and making fun of something that makes God angry. You know, like, we we really don't do that in relationships with people when we don't want to make them really angry. Like, if someone takes something very 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 seriously you're probably not going to make a joke about it in front of them so how, how much more like, like paul's talking about here how much more should we treat with fear the things that are really really wicked and the things that cause wrath to come upon mankind we should like we i mean it even if our like if our brothers or sisters or even if just other people make a joke about sexual immorality you know or a crude joke we, we ought to respond with some sorry not not laughing and I'm terrible with this it's hard but not laughing yeah you not know? even a courtesy laugh yeah like nothing and and if they say what's what's your what's your deal I'll be like I I'm sorry it's just I, I don't think that we should laugh about that because God's wrath comes upon mankind because of those things and they're wicked things. And really God hates those things. So I don't, I don't really want to laugh about it as though it's no big deal. You know, God hates it. So I'm, I'm going to do my best to hate what God hates and love what
1: God loves and, and be pure. Yeah. And like, it, it says like, therefore do not become partners with them. Do not become partners with them. If they're, if they're, if they're saying something wicked, if they make a joke about a prostitute or about sexual immorality or something like that, that is just abhorred in the eyes of God, I, I, I'm like Evan and I, we've, we talked about this so much because we've been in situations where somebody makes a joke where the punchline is just so demeaning to, 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 I, I'm not going to lie to women. The joke is so demeaning and so hateful. Towards an image, towards an image bearer of God, where we like, we struggle with laughing at that, and we don't want to. But even out of habit, we will just give like a <laughs> courtesy laugh, you know, because we don't. But but we've been working on this very hard because we don't want to do that. We don't want to give people a courtesy laugh. We like, let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. So instead of demeaning others and putting them under your feet and stomping on the name of God and stomping on the name of others and the, like, and just bashing on other image bearers of God, rather than doing those things, rather than doing those things, be thankful. That's what he says to replace it with. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. So... How many times? I, I, I'm just going to use an example. Um, uh, I've heard I've heard people, as a joke, take something that's worldly and make it into a Christian joke. And like I uh, like something as simple as this. Um, oh, you know what they say about guys who have big Bibles, right? It's like that is not something that we want to take part in. Like I I really don't like that. I I was very uncomfortable by that because it's taking something that is worldly and twisting it into something that is it, it's something that's not and and trying to trying to twist that and make it into like I, I don't know it's just that is super that's that's just bad in my eyes it's really wrong you know to say it, like to take a crude joke the world is like the, the world is made into just like normal just normal slander and foolishness and wickedness and crude joking. Taking that and trying to twist it so that it's not so crude, but it it's just funny because it's Christian. No,
0: <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't
1: like be like,
0: yeah, I'm hip too. I can I can I can hang with those guys and joke like the world jokes. Like, that's I'm sorry, but no, we can't. <laughs> yeah. You can't yeah. take crude joking and, I mean, I don't know, like, I guess I can't, like, obviously Christians should laugh and make jokes, and jokes are great, and, I don't know, I can't make some, like, distinct line or flowchart as to what kind of joke is wrong or not, but, like, what kind of crude, like, foolish talk or crude joking, you know, I don't think that's rocket science. I think we kind of know what, what crude joking tends
1: to be. And I think it's clear that we ought to, you know, stay away from it. Yeah. And we are called to be completely separate from the world. You guys like do not love the world. This is first John chapter two. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world. Now listen to this, listen to this. Okay. For all that is in the world the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the father but is from the world and the world is passing away along with its desires but whoever does the will of God abides forever don't love the world don't think don't don't look at your worldly friends and say man i really 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 want to be like them or i want to make them laugh at me or i want to be liked by them don't don't twist God's word so that you can fit in with the world. We are not supposed to fit in with the world. I don't know if you know that, but we are definitely not supposed to fit in with this world. We're called to be separate. I mean, every single, like not every single, but a lot of laws in the Old Testament are, are about making Israel distinct, separate from the world. So they are not like the other nations. So they are strange. That's so many laws in the Old Testament are about that. The ones about tattoos, about wearing one color of clothing, um, about not trimming up your beard, (laughs) stuff like that. You know, like we're, we're, we're not from this world. We're not from this world. We're not supposed to love the world or the jokes this world makes. That's just the way that it is, you guys. And so consider that deeply. Consider, how, like, have you been using the Lord's name in vain? Well, also the entertainment that we watch,
0: too. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm guilty of this. It's like, oh, there's just a few crude jokes in there. I'm not saying that if there's a single, you know, then the movie has to be burned or something. I'm not, again, making a flow chart. But just think about the humor that you're, I mean, if it's, like, a movie like, I don't know, The Interview, you know, or a movie that's rated R, just for like the humor in it, it is just crude humor throughout a christian
1: should not be watching that movie yeah sorry we're going to be talking about that too that's going to be yeah it's like sorry it's okay that's that's one that's that is going to be an episode because that is a topic that is that needs to be heard (laughs) movies music all that stuff like that's i I, one of my professors said how can you he he asked the question he said how can you tell like how you are doing as a Christian. How can you tell the state of your soul in relationship with God? And he said, it's by what you let in. By what you are letting in to your eyes and into your ears, by what you allow yourself to see and to hear, that is how you judge the state of your soul and how you see how you are doing. So we're going to be talking about those things, but I, I, just, I just ask you guys with a loving heart, not out of hatred, not out of judgment, but... Do you use the Lord's name in vain, habitually, because it's something that the world does? Have you said, OMG, or text even, OMG? Or do you say the words of our Lord Jesus Christ when you are angry or mad? The point is not that you are perfect and that you just suddenly can just stop blaspheming God out of nowhere, but struggle with it. Because I'm telling you, like it was a struggle for me. I, I had to I had to correct myself many times. I would say OMG and then it'd be like, oh sorry, oh my gosh. Just start there, you know, and just take these words that we've given to you and the words of God when it when it, when talking about using the Lord's name in vain and just apply them to your heart. Think about it, deeply consider it. And even even before
0: you begin to struggle with this, if if you haven't truly repented and put your trust in Christ for the forgiveness of all that you've done wrong. Yeah. Then let this be an awakening to the reality of um, God's justice and his holiness and his righteousness, that what we have done in profaning his name and in loving what he hates and making light of what he does not make light of. That is why, we needed a savior to die a horrible death and take wrath upon himself and bear our sin in himself. So yeah. So even even if we fight it, it won't matter if we're not in Christ. So so before you begin to struggle with your sin, um, repent of it first and trust in Christ and be forgiven. And then in forgiveness, you'll have. The freedom and the ability and the means
1: to actually fight yourself. yeah we're not we're not saved by our good works don't try to do these things in order to save yourself but instead trust in the work of christ done on the cross and out of love for god and out of reverence for god obey his commandments we are saved to do to do good works and out of love for god to be obey so um and ask yourself this question too are the jokes that i laugh at are the jokes that i make honoring to god just ask that. Ask yourself that question. Okay. And um, once again, out of love, we say these things. And uh, I'll close with this: If sinners be damned, at least let them leap to hell over our dead bodies. And if they perish, let them perish with our arms wrapped around their knees. If hell must be filled, let it be filled in the teeth of our exertions, and let no one go unwarned or unprayed for. That quotes by Charles Spurgeon. So, have a good one, you guys. God bless.